It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. This is the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. And it's brought to you by xbet.ag. Don't forget to go use the promo code LOCKDOWNRAMS, and they will match 100% of your deposit. So go check that out, guys. Well, with that said, I want to jump into some fun stuff here. We are talking Rams football. The 3-1 Los Angeles Rams return home, and we are facing the Seattle Seahawks, a team that won on Sunday night football over the Indianapolis Colts to go to 2-2. They are a game behind us in the division. This is a huge game for us. I'm excited about this game. Last year, me and James, who joins us very often from Rams Podcast, went to this game. It was the home opener last year. Uh, not so much of a pretty game last year. It was a 9-3 battle uh, here in the Coliseum. And then we headed up to Seattle near the end of the year after we fired Jeff Fisher and got blown out on Thursday Night Football 24-3, to I believe it was. I actually think it was Jared Goff's first start on the road. Regardless, we had our coach Bones leading us as head coach at that point, uh, moving in the interim role. Things are way different than they were last year. We are now, like I mentioned earlier in the show, 3-1, and one, hosting the 2-2 two and two Seattle Seahawks, and we are the offense of the year so far. It's what everyone's talking about the NFL right now. Are these Rams legit? Well, we're going to have a really good test coming up this Sunday with the Seattle Seahawks. Regardless of the record, regardless how they played, that defense has always been one of the best in the NFC West, and it's really the top tier of what we have to break through to be a legitimate contender in the West. So even though we had a big win against Dallas, it really doesn't mean a lot right now when you turn the page and you realize you got a division foe coming in. Uh, every week in the NFL is a big game. It's not what you did for me yesterday. It's what did you do for me today. So we've got the Seattle Seahawks coming up. I'm excited. We're going to get some guys from the Lockdown Seahawks. Hopefully tomorrow we're going to talk some more in-depth uh, Seahawks talk, kind of break that game down with them, figure out what are their thoughts going into this game, how do they feel, their offense has struggled, uh, to say the least, even though they've dropped 40-something points on the Colts, again, it's the Colts, the Colts offense ended up giving up two pick sixes, uh, that game got a hand uh, in the third and fourth quarter, but it was close for, for most of the half, Seattle struggled offensively uh, on the offensive line, running the ball, Russell Wilson, although putting up some stats here, hasn't looked like the Russell Wilson uh, that we're used to seeing. So it'll be interesting to talk to those guys and, and take a peek into what they're feeling coming into this game. Uh, I know everyone here in L.A. is starting to have this confidence build. I, I still think we have a lot of people here in L.A. that are a little skeptical to see if this is, if this is real or if they're coming out hot and uh, can really hold on to the pace that they've started because right now we've got many players on our team that are setting records all over the place. Todd Gurley, we mentioned yesterday, 575-plus total yards from scrimmage. Um, he's a touchdown machine right now. 
He's a leader in the fantasy world. Dope! So all things clicking on this offense, but yet we are still struggling now on the defensive side of the ball. We've been able to make adjustments at halftime to really save some of these games, uh, but we can't put ourselves in position, especially against you know Seattle Seahawks in our own home, to get ourselves where we got to ask our offense again to go out there and outscore another team. So I'd love to see us go drop another 30 points, but I'd love to see our defense you know step up and really hold Russell Wilson and that struggling Seahawks offense uh, to under 20 points and make this a game that's not only winnable, but that we can control and set a tone not only with the Seattle Seahawks, but with the rest of the division, that this is the Rams division to win, and you're going to have to come through L.A. to get it. So could be a big statement win, just like last week, but this one's at home. So we'll get into that a little bit later, as well as diving deeper into that tomorrow with some of the Seahawks Locked On podcast. Well, real quick, uh, I listened to the Sean McVay show today as I was driving around. Uh, he's just a fun guy to listen to, guys. Uh, he's just His energy, his enthusiasm, the way he speaks, you just sitting there nodding your head and going, I get it, I get it, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I buy in. So he gave us a quick injury update, basically the same news that we had yesterday. Everyone is healthy. Uh, we're looking at Joyner, is day-to-day. The way he was talking, he kind of didn't seem like he, they need to rush him back. They want to make sure they're getting people healthy. Um, we may see him this week. He said Joyner's one of those guys that always is going to you know, go the extra mile and make sure he's ready to play. So hopefully we can get him out there again this week. Uh, we had Kayvon Webster join us uh, finally back on the roster uh, versus Dallas. Had some struggles. I'm expecting him to really grow into this defense and be a big part. So let's not kind of give up on him yet. Uh, but he did mention a few things in the, in the show I want to mention that I found pretty interesting as he was pointing out things about Tavon Austin and how excited he was about him, not only utilizing him in the punt returns, but then on the offense side of the ball, said he's just a dynamic player and they want to continue to get the ball in his hands. So be on the lookout for that. I expect him to get you know, a, a handful of carries out of the backfield and then you know, those jet sweeps as well as maybe a bubble screen here and there and then the continuing returning of the punt. One of my favorite parts of that show today with Sean McVay is when he took on some questions from some of the fans. Uh, out there in Twitter world, I recognize some of those Twitter names. So if you guys got your question in today with McVeigh, pretty cool stuff. If you haven't checked it out, it's on ESPN Radio. Uh, they do it every Monday night. The coach goes on. Uh, JB Long will tweet out a few things and allow you guys to ask some questions. So if you got something for coach next Monday, make sure to tune into ESPN uh, Radio and submit some questions because there were some good ones coming in. One of the questions that they asked today. Was Coach worried about Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods? Uh, And when can we see back-to-back games of them being involved? And I loved his answer. You know, he basically said what we all talk about is how it's a scheme matchup from game to game and that players are going to do what they can to be involved. But what he did love is that Sammy and Robert Woods didn't go, you know, dumping their head if they weren't getting the ball. They're out there blocking and making big plays for Gurley to, to open him up. And then when their number was called, like Robert Woods on a third and eleven late in the game, uh, when they mentioned, "Hey, this could have been an opportunity where Coach played it safe and you know did a draw to Gurley," but he's got so much confidence in Goff to throw the ball, uh, so it was a timing route, seventh step drop, 
got protection, and he connected with Robert Woods for the first down, and it was a huge play. Basically, what he's saying is going, you know, Robert Woods didn't have his number called almost all game, but when we did go to him, he made the big play for us. Same as Sammy Watkins. Didn't see his number called a lot, but he made a big 17-yard pickup where he almost scooped the ball off the ground uh, to make a catch for Goff. So uh, he does love how these guys aren't going around moping and, and saying, oh, I want the ball and things like that. It's a we, not me, type of atmosphere with this team. And you can tell it starts from the coach. And those are the things that he loves. Um, another thing we mentioned about the defense and, and how things were going there. Someone asked him basically what were some of your key takeaways that the defense did, uh, even in a you know maybe a poor showing in the first half. You know, he said their effort is just unbelievable. You know, he mentioned a couple plays where uh, you know we chased down Cowboys running back who was running all the way to the end zone. Uh, we tackled them, and then Barwin followed the play and, and even scooped up a fumble. They called him down by contact, but he said those are the type of plays that you look back on and say, no matter what's going on, we're, our defense is doing the right thing. We're putting in the effort. So that was pretty cool to see um, you know, him make that point. Even though our defense has struggled, he's saying, hang with us, guys. It's all about you know being in the right position and doing your job and effort and he said those guys have got that and Wade Phillips is going to get this stuff figured out he also kind of mentioned that it wasn't so much halftime's adjustments it was just kind of sticking to the game plan and trusting in the process and really you know like I said lining up in the right spot giving the effort beating your guy and things are going to start to go your way so that's an encouraging sign for the defense is you know it's not so much that we didn't know what we were doing in the first half uh you know we just kind of got beat but he's got faith in us to be able to turn that around and still be a really dominant defense this year. So looking forward to that. Well, guys, before we jump into the next segment, I want to talk to you guys really quick about xbet.ag. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. This app has everything. It's like Vegas in your pocket with their mobile website. You just log in, bet on any games you want right from your phone. You got to check it out. The website is easy and clean to use. Graphics are pretty dope. Obviously, I love their in-game live betting, turn on the game in the fourth quarter and trust your faith and your emotion and uh, put a couple extra bucks like I did this week on the Rams and cash in late. Uh, you don't want to be the guy that said, oh man, I wish I, I knew they were going to win. I wish I threw down that bet. Just go to xbet.ag. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On, and they're going to match 100% of your first deposit. Plus, make sure to refer a friend. And you'll get 100% of their first deposit too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, me and James are, are doing that right now, going back and forth and trying to get a little extra money from each other. Uh, we got Sunday just around the corner. So we're going to do our bets uh, coming up probably tomorrow or the next day. We're going to kind of do the, the, the three hot takes for some games. So stick with us one more time. xbet.ag. Check it out. Promo code locked on. That gets you 100% of the first deposit. And don't forget to share it with a friend so you get 100% of theirs as well. Well, guys, I don't know if you saw, but power rankings were released today. And that is right. Our Rams have jumped up six spots on NFL.com power rankings. And we are now in the top ten. Finally, a little bit of respect around this league. 
and I only expect that to continue to increase as we knock off the Seahawks this coming week. At the number 10 spot, that puts us ahead of teams like the 3-1 Carolina Panthers, the 2-2 Patriots, 2-2 Texans, the Seahawks come in at number 14, um, which is pretty exciting. They're the next best NFC West team. And looking ahead of us, we have the Redskins, who are 2-2, two two, but snuck one out against us. Uh, Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Packers, Falcons, Eagles, and then it rounds out with the Lions and the Chiefs being 1-2 there, which is pretty crazy. The Lions 3-1, only losing on that kind of freak play near the end of the game. So all I know is we've got the green arrow pointing up. We moved up six spots. ESPN puts out their own power rankings. I think they had us at 16 still, so a little bit of hate still from, from around the country. If you guys do listen to ESPN in the morning at all, uh, Keyshawn and the boys are still uh, not wanting to jump on board, uh, even after the big win in Dallas. So, you know, if you want to come and, and find out someone who's on board with the LA Rams, just check in Locked On Rams. That's going to be me every day. Monday through Friday, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm all in on this team. Don't forget to check out Rams Podcast as well with James Kroger and me. We do a deep dive into the game, what's to come, and we're both really excited about what's going on. So if you need people to believe the hype, I'm your man. With that said, some more good news from the Rams as they return home against the Seattle Seahawks. This is going to make all of Twitter Nation and Rams Nation excited. We're rocking the throwbacks, baby. That's right. What everyone always begs for and loves and wants more of, Rams throwbacks. So I'm going to throw on my Todd Gurley throwback jersey and make sure to be loud and proud. I'm actually going to be all the way across the country, most likely in Kentucky at this point. I'm going to a wedding out there. I may end up having to be at the airport for the second half, uh, but you better believe that I'm going to have my Rams jersey at the airport having a few beers. So We'll check in. Most likely we'll have James on the Monday edition telling you the recap of what happened with the Seahawks game. But get ready. We're going to throwbacks at the Coliseum. It's going to be a great game. Speaking of that game, I want to break it down just a little bit. Talk about a few things that I think are important for us to get a, a victory versus the Seattle Seahawks. We're facing Russell Wilson. He's a quarterback that we're very familiar with. And coming off playing the Cowboys, we faced a very similar quarterback to Russell Wilson and, and Dak Prescott. So I think they did a pretty good job uh, containing him. We let him push the ball down a field a little bit more than we would have liked in the first half, and they ran uh, the ball pretty well. The great thing is the Seahawks don't have much of a run game as of yet, and Russell Wilson has kind of had to do it all. So if we can take some of those keys of the game from last week as far as keeping Dak in the pocket... Um, that will be big for us with Russell Wilson. Let him kill us from inside that pocket throwing the ball because once he starts getting out of the pocket and using his legs, he's a dangerous quarterback. And that's only going to open up other things. As you start to have to worry about Russell, all these other guys start slipping away from you. McVay mentioned it again today in his McVay show with J.B. Long is that there's a bunch of offensive weapons that really haven't gotten going yet on the Seattle team like Jimmy Graham, who is just a dynamite player when playing well. Uh, Tyler Lockett, my boy James has got a bet against Cooper Cup, is getting a little worked on that one right now because uh, he let Lockett get the overall yards with the Seattle Seahawkers podcast. Uh, we'll, make, we'll make sure to have James talk about that later in the week. But uh, the Seattle has some dangerous weapons. Doug Baldwin, McVay called him 
one of the best receivers in the league, but he just hasn't had the opportunity to go off yet this year. So hopefully our defense will not let that happen on Sunday and we'll find a way to keep Russell in the pocket and put pressure on him. And again, Richard Sherman, not a lot of people are throwing to him again this year. And there's a reason for that. The guy is good. So one thing I love about our offense is it's not like we just have the one guy we have to go to. And if that doesn't happen, uh, we're stuck. We've got a deep, deep core of wide receivers this year. And we're only getting richer at that position as we get Mike Thomas back this week off of suspension. So we'll see how much playing time he gets rejoining the team this week. Another big question that came up today was how we're using Todd Gurley. Are we using him too much? Are we using him just right? Will he be able to continue the pace that he's on right now as far as the carries he's taken? It's a very long season, so there's a little concern that we, that we don't overuse him too much early in the season. And when we start getting to week 12, 13, 14, that he's got nothing left in the tank. McVeigh talked about this again today and said, you know what, that's something that they have internal conversations with Todd about how he's feeling with the workload he's getting. They say they're working really close with the medical staff on making sure that during the week they're keeping him limited in certain areas so that they're being able to maintain uh, as much of his energy as possible. And you know what, he's a young guy. One thing that McVeigh also said was that we're not going to not go to this guy. He's one of the main reasons why we're doing so well at this point. They do want to keep him healthy for a long term and and make sure that near the end of the season he's got just as much burst as he does now. But he's a a big, big important part of this offense. So they're going to continue to keep him around that 25 touches a game as far as running the ball. And then you could tell so far he tends to be one of Goff's favorite receivers coming out of the backfield. So you expect that he's going to get at least five catches or so a game, uh, averaging close to 30 touches overall. So I want to see them continue to feed it to my man Todd Gurley because that is what's opening up everything for this offense right now. But it is of concern, something to keep an eye on. The Seattle defense that we are facing is very good against the run. Uh, Very good defense in general. So it's going to be a, a, a tough matchup for Jared Goff. He only faced them once last year. He did not vote very well. Hopefully by now he's learned how to slide. Last year, Richard Sherman caught him over by the sideline where Goff thought, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm running out. He, he'll, he'll let me go. And boom, no. If you're in bounds, Richard Sherman's definitely going to hit you. And most likely, if you're out of bounds, they'll probably hit you too. Uh, he's a rough, tough guy out there in cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and any chance to take a crack at a, at a quarterback, let alone a young newcomer to the league, they're going to take it. So hopefully we're not having Jared Goff out there getting hit because uh, we need him to stay healthy because the way he's playing right now has been lights out. I think he's got, he only has one interception in four games. Another thing McVeigh mentioned today as far as looking at how this, looking at how you win ball games in the NFL, yes, you have to outscore the other team. But most of the time, you can look at that turnover stat and understand who won the game from that. And right now, we're protecting the ball, which is huge. We can cut out some penalties and really play four quarters of defense. This team is going to be a really, really tough matchup across the board because, as I always mention, anytime we walk into a building, our special teams are the best in the house. So you got to love that when you've got a high-powered offense, a special teams unit that is, seems to be unstoppable at this point. And if we can just get a little consistency from the defense, 
man, we're going to be a dangerous team when it comes to December and late in this season. But for now, we got to focus on this game. And as it sits now, the Seahawks are a one-and-a-half-point underdog in Sunday's game. And just to take a little peek back into history, the last time the Seahawks won a road game against the Rams was back in 2013 on Monday Night Football, and that was back in St. Louis. So let's make it tough for them. There's still a bunch of tickets left, guys. we got to pack that stadium and get it loud and support our Rams. So if you got nothing to do when you're around the city on Sunday, go get some tickets. Like I said, they're still there. We got to make sure that we let LA know that this is a Rams town. Well, with that said, guys, I'm going to keep it kind of simple today. Hopefully, we're going to have some locked on Seahawks uh, guests tomorrow. I'm trying to still sort that out, see if we can get them on tomorrow. If not, most likely, I'm going to call uh, phone a friend and get my buddy James on and start really breaking down this game and start looking ahead to next week. Well, guys, as always, finish the show. Don't forget to go leave a review on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle. That's going to enter you to win Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Really awesome stuff. Charts, graphs, uh, fantasy football stuff, um, cool articles, all the nerdy pro football stuff that you need to help win your fantasy football league, as well as just kind of getting some extra behind-the-scenes info. I love it. I use it all the time. Uh, again, go to the iTunes, leave a review, leave your Twitter handle, and we're going to have the guys over at Pro Football Focus pick a winner. So with that said, guys, till next time, Rams Nation. Peace. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.